0: Welcome to the Create Smarter Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics, trends, and creative projects in the video space that are capturing our attention. On uh, today's episode, we're going to discuss what trends we expect to take off in 2023. And I am joined by the wonderful McCreek, or Marissa, as she's actually formerly known, uh, but in the hallways you hear is McCreek in Brooklyn. How are you two doing today?
1: Great. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. A little hot. I'm it's sure both of us <laughs> are warm. going to be sweating. Uh, you know, just real action podcasts that we're bringing to the network. We're
1: all heated. This, these trends have got us heated already. Yeah, <laughs> <And> Marty's
0: <laughs> sweating. Marty. Let's dive in. So, yeah, let's dive in. Like you said, it's January 2023. Let's talk about trends. I know we're dating ourselves, but uh, what I was recently reading was a podcast from Social Sprout. It's a good blog. It was titled uh what's next expert predictions on the future of social media for 2023 and the main thing they talked about was touching grass um what is touching grass you are the youth to my old millennial elder millennial explain to me touching grass Um,
2: touching grass essentially i first saw this um like term on tiktok actually in like the comment sections and it's basically like you'll say it to somebody who's like chronically online in other words like get a life go outside and like get off your phone, like, do something else, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's I've just actually like, never heard this term until today, it's so like, I can't even help you. kind of like a dig at someone where you're like, okay, like, they have a hot take or something, it's just like, g- get a life, go touch grass, like, you know, get outside, do something other than what you're doing right now. You know?
0: Right. So it's like when you're on TikTok or sorry, Twitter and someone's just constantly like there's no reference to what they're doing because they are just living on Twitter. You're like, go touch grass because like I can't yeah. live 24 seven on this Internet platform for no dang reason. Um, and that's sort of what I was seeing in the trends. I mean, that's kind of the interesting things. A lot of it is people are getting exhausted. Uh, I mean, for you two, especially. It being your Gen Zers, right? Like we're gonna go a little bit into that type of thing. But talk to me a little bit, I mean, Marissa, about kind of your internet consumption habits and kind of what you what you feel about like just social media in general uh, right now.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too because obviously, like I manage our social media, so I'm on my phone a lot more than I should be. But I think that would be true whether or not I was managing our social media. Unfortunately, um, I mostly live on Instagram. You know, Twitter is becoming you know all sorts of chaos so <laughs> trying not to spend too much time on there um but i know we're, we've been talking about be real too um and how big that's um become so i'm definitely on that as well um and kind of trying to, that's trying to capture like what's happening um in day-to-day life more real i guess
0: and i think that's it almost is going to transition but i mean quickly brooklyn like what's your kind of habits what do you use what's the platform you kind of enjoy the most when it comes to social media
2: so i used to use like instagram and stuff a lot more i haven't post i don't really post on instagram anymore um but i did use be real for a bit too just because i thought it was like a super interesting concept like to see what your friends are doing like in the moment but it has kind of changed from the original point of the app actually um but i do use twitter and TikTok a lot um whether it's just for like entertainment purposes or like learning stuff but i never thought i would learn as much as i have on tiktok as i mm-hmm. do now like i feel like i've consumed so much information at this point but i use those two the most i'd say like especially tiktok yeah th- i'm an instagram reels person
1: instead of tiktok but like that's the same for me like i'm learning you know, like right. i find like recipes on instagram and, like i never thought i'd be like cooking based on and it's like things like the I algorithm saw there. too you yeah know what i
2: mean like it kind of like speaks to like what your habits are as well and like what you're liking which i also like whether it be the reels or even on tiktok so it's yeah. kind of the same with that type of thing right yeah
0: well great job on really taking our trend talk somewhere where i didn't plan on at all <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's actually interesting i was reading something about it, it's becoming more and more of a research like more and more people are using tiktok to research stuff and like how do you do that explain that to me a little bit, because. Uh, from my understanding, TikTok's straight up an algorithm, like, right? That's the one thing that's really nice about it is it's not, it's not feeding you stuff because it's like, here's what your followers are and, like, there's a paid average. It's kind of like, hey, I kind of found this interesting. Like, right now I'm getting a lot of cryptid stuff on my TikTok, uh, but, like, it's showing me UFOs <laughs> randomly. I have no idea why <laughs> I'm talking about this, uh, but...
2: You're exposing uh, yourself. How, yeah.
0: Right, but, like, I didn't... I stumbled upon that, right? Like, how do you use it for research purposes?
2: I guess, so, I will never understand necessarily how the algorithm works, but for research purposes, like, if something comes up that I'm interested in, and I, sometimes I don't know how, sometimes it's like, I'll search something, and then right after I search it, my For You page or something like that will be filled with similar things, or if I click on an account, like, one time, for the next, like, 15 videos down, I'm gonna see either that same account or things that are exactly the same, so, if i'm interested in something and i'll click on it like at this point i kind of know i'm like oh that's interesting from this account i'm going to purposely go out of my way to look at this account so now my for you page is going to be filtered with similar things like that just so it can like kind of speak to whatever niche that may be
0: and then with reels, is it the same because reels is more following kind of influencers accounts and like, you kind of have to know, or am I wrong? Like, can you stumble upon reels? Cause like mine's is starting to show up with stuff. And I'm like, where did mm. this come from? I don't follow you.
1: Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Like, I think it's just like TikTok, just a little bit later. It's a little bit more delayed. Right. Um, algorithm still definitely applies there. I actually don't like, I don't follow any influencers, but the same people keep popping up for me because it knows like maybe I'll click on their account or like I'll watch one of their videos or something um so for me it's mostly like recipes or like unfortunately online shopping like you know stuff like that um but like if I go visit someone's page or if I like you know keep looking at the same account or something it'll give me that kind of content or like I'll be stuck in a loop like the other day I was watching like like a football mic'd up Instagram video came up yeah. and I watched it and I like watched it in full and so Instagram instantly knew oh she wants this content and for like the next hour I was like just scrolling didn't even click on any accounts and I was getting that content served to me so it it still knows like even if I hover and watch um, like what content I want
0: and I think you guys inadvertently actually kind of went into that first trend, which is the let's be real authenticity really does matter. Uh, I mean, as we've kind of have seen uh, touching grass and stuff like that, like the average American, this is a fun stat. I'm not sure if you two saw the average American is spending over seven hours a day looking at their screens. Like right now, like that's in like, we're pretty, we're high up, like it's six hours worldwide. We're at seven hours. They're saying pandemic fatigue, internet fatigue is becoming a real thing. But something you both just kind of inadvertently stumbled upon is that idea of like, you got to be authentic to your what you're creating and stuff. I mean, you followed Brooklyn someone because you're like, Hey, their topic was interesting to me. It wasn't they were trying to game the system, like a a Twitter or like a YouTube and stuff like that. They're truly being authentic to this type of topic that they want to talk about. Because you guys are using it for research purposes. I mean, we can keep talking about that. But talk to me, let's transition a little bit into the be real, right? Because this is sort of where people are hearing it from of like, what do you mean authenticity matters? Well, 2022 be real was the app of um, like 2022. So explain to me a a little bit i know you and i were talking pre-marissa we were mm-hmm. talking pre-recording of this um because thanks to tyler brooklyn it took you a little bit longer to get to us but explain uh, explain be real to me right explain mm-hmm. like you're talking to your dad or someone what what the heck is be real
1: yeah so essentially um it gives you a notification every day that says hey it's time to be real you have two minutes so, it counts down from two minutes as soon as you open that notification, and you have to take a picture of um, their front camera and your back camera, and then post it to whoever um, your friends list is. And it's very similar to like any other social app and who you're following, but this one is a little bit more of like your close friends, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you kind of are selective that way. Um, and then, you know, people don't always post in those two minutes, so it'll just, you can post whenever, um, and it'll give people notifications like, Oh, if I post like two hours later, say Marissa posted late, um, but I can't see anybody else's posts until I post. Um, so the, the point is to capture what you're doing in you know, a less fake way than like an Instagram where you're just posting like your best photos from like the past month or whatever it is. Right. Um, so it's supposed to be just like you in your everyday life, whatever you're doing in the moment that the app gives you the notification. But like Brooklyn said, it's kind of moved from that and become a little less real we call yeah. it being fake <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: wait so what what happened so
2: what? i when i originally got the app like i kind of had it and a lot of my friends didn't so i was like oh you guys should try this app and a lot of them were like eh, like i don't know so you know i was kind of like at the beginning of using the app and i you know did exactly that like the second it was like post i was like okay i'll post no matter what i was doing um and i feel like i've had it I don't know how long I've had it at this point, but it's gotten to the point where so many people now that, like, you realize, like, oh, I can still post late. It doesn't matter. I don't have to do it in two minutes unless I'm, like, committed. And in the beginning, it's fun to do it in that two minutes. But I feel like so many people have gotten to the point or, you know, some people that I don't at least have gotten to the point where... You wait until you're actually doing something yeah. that's going to look interesting in your B Real rather than sitting at your desk or sitting in bed or doing something like that. So, a lot of people have kind of worked their way around it where it's like, I've even been with friends where it's like they were doing nothing all day and we're all together, like, oh, now I'm going to take my B Real. Yeah, 100%. So, they wait until yeah. they're doing something to make it a little bit more interesting, which isn't the point of the app. So, it's kind of it's backfired a little bit. It's not as real as it is used to be and still should be. but It's almost I like the highlight it, of
1: your yeah. day or something. Yeah. Like that, now that's
2: what it's become. It's like, oh, I'm doing something now or it's after work hours or something like that. Now let me show people what I'm doing, even though, one, a lot of the people don't really care what you're doing. They just, it's just a friend type of thing. Like, oh, right. interesting, but.
0: Do you comment? Like, is it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like, hey, if we were to be real right now, you guys did it, and your friends would be like, oh, cool, you're recording a podcast. Like, they could do something on that app yeah, and talk people, back and forth. Yeah,
1: people that are your friends can comment and, like, react. Right. And, yeah, like, yeah, like,
2: you can, like, face. yeah, you can react with, like, a facial expression. <laughs> you can react with your face. It's yeah. such so, like, a novel concept. Just, well, you just, like, take a picture, and then it just shows up in this, like, little circle thing, and it's okay. a bunch of other people can just, like, reply and without saying words it's literally just your face It's interesting, or you can add a caption to it um yeah Mm
1: -hmm. but it's so
0: interesting like like, the blog i'm reading off of right they're saying well be real is showing the authenticity matters but like you're saying like it It really it matters because Mm. like as you guys are saying both of y'all and i'm sorry for saying you guys uh it's a southern thing i apologize for all that but it it does matter you have to be real in the sense of like, hey, I know you just waited until you had something interesting. Like this wasn't like actually what mattered. Mm -hmm. I think for my purposes, right, taking it back or our purposes really in just the workspace and stuff, I I think it's something we do see with others, like our our projects and stuff. I know one of the ones today we're recording a day when we were actually doing a webinar all about who's your morning and stuff. But like genuine stories really matter. I think it's something we're seeing too with other clients that are coming out um, and having their people talk. It's not a, hey, let's create this, overview of our company and how great we are. But like, I'm seeing that kind of in the business business side, which is sort of interesting as well. Um, But it's, it's fascinating to me to hear how quickly, like, you have to be right, you have to be right, you have to be authentic to who you are. Because like you're saying, like, if the app becomes on inauthentic, I hate it. If the user becomes inauthentic, it's like, I don't care about this. I'm not gonna like, if you just game this system on TikTok. I don't care about seeing you and stuff like that. I'm not going to try to follow you further and really assist you in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's very interesting that we stumbled upon this.
2: interesting too, just like on a complete, like a side note in terms of be real is that um, it's not all just for your friends. There's like a discover page where it's anybody in the world. And I don't know how it works. I think it's a setting or something. You can see their be real too. So there's people from other countries. So I've come across it after you obviously have to post yours first, but I've posted mine and I've seen like on, um, like an explore page, almost like people from like Spain or, you know, like Brazil, like different places I've seen like there be reels. And sometimes it's a joke. I'll reply to them like with my face because (laughs) I just think it's funny until it's not. And then that's an interesting part too, where it seems like it's just for friends, but it's everybody too which is really interesting. I I didn't even know that. That's
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, I thought it was supposed to only be people you knew. That's that's very, very interesting. Actually, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it sort of takes us to that second trend, right? Which is silent video. Uh, Silent video, closed captions are kind of a big rise. And here's a fun stat I found for you two. I don't know why I'm just giving you like, here's old man provides stats about the internet. Old man Kyle. (laughs) 92% of users watch a video with sound off while watching it on their phone but it makes a ton of sense. Like you guys, like both of y'all just said, you use your face, like you're, you're interacting, but at the same point when you're watching your phone seven hours means you aren't doing it where you're in an area where you can listen to soundful and stuff like that. Like how often are you watching? I mean, for me, I know, like I probably don't use TikTok as much because you kind of got to hear that stuff. But like, are, are you experiencing that? Uh, Marissa with like sound off on everything.
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot, Not maybe not a lot of the times, but like, sometimes I'm in public when I'm just like scrolling through my phone. Um, So you can't always click on a video and listen to it, but it looks intriguing and it captures your attention. And sometimes I don't care enough to like go back later when I'm like, you know, I can actually listen to it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch it now. Um, so I know like Instagram has like a built-in captions, like a transcription feature. Um, so it'll give you like live captions that way. So I, I like when, um, videos have that because sometimes I'll scroll through Instagram reels in public or like you know sitting with other people and like they don't want to hear my volume full or like i don't have my airpods on me all the time i don't know um so i usually just kind of watch um what's going on so it's helpful to have those captions, um, on there. So you don't have to like actually sit and listen to every video.
0: Yeah, I totally understand. Like it's the, I know like TikTok has that where like they now kind of more or less put captions on everything, which is really nice. But like at the same point, you're still like, oh, geez, turn off the sound? Like, why are you putting this? Yeah. But I think like you said, it's one of those like in public, you don't want to. <laughs> it's almost rude. I know there's mm-hmm. plenty of people who like straight up listen soundful, Don't give a it's crap about anyone. It's the same
1: as FaceTiming t- somebody in right, public. Right, yeah, right. like talking on the phone on yeah. speaker yeah. in like a yeah, store you like, why? That. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to do that.
0: But it's interesting. I mean, if we take it back to kind of our work and our day to day in Brooklyn, this is something that like you kind of experience or you're kind of working with right now with like a podcast series that we do for mm-hmm. a client, like they are doing silent, like there is sound in it, but it's a lot of captions. I mean, how do you do that? How do you kind of take that? Talk me through the kind of that process. I know this is a little side off the trends, but I think it's something interesting that mm-hmm. audience, if they, especially, Hey, this is a trend coming up, you got to go silent. How do you kind of take audio and make it into a caption very quickly
2: um well you can actually do you want me to get into like the technical part yeah yeah so what you can do and like basically we do this um including a um a waveform with it so it's basically just like the, the looks of it but in terms of adding the actual captions like you transcribe like your selected sequence whoever's saying what and it'll generate like pretty much like automated captions for you right and then that's just in terms of like you have to kind of just go back and do it yourself like punctuation grammar things like that that it didn't pick up that say like there was a word that somebody was like kind of i don't know mumbling or something like that sometimes it won't always pick it up so you have to kind of go back and do it manually make sure everything's okay and stuff like that but a quick and easy way to do it in premiere pro is just you know under the text and then you transcribe and then you create captions and then boom. And then you can merge, split, do whatever you want to do. And it's a super easy way rather than having to manually do it yourself and write every single thing out, which could be time consuming.
0: And that's like, it's you, you, like, say it's a trend coming up, but then you mm-hmm. see some of the tools in the AI, and you're like, oh yeah, no wonder this is a trend. It's becoming easier and easier. Like we, right. we use Premiere, that's kind of our Adobe Creative Suite uh, house. That's what we kind of love. But like you're saying, it's a very simple. You're clicking something. It's going to auto transcribe mm-hmm. that. Then it can immediately convert. I mean, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. And before this, were you guys were you creating stuff without silent? Like, how often were you creating kind of the silent video or silent like? stuff without sound. Is that something you were kind of doing in college or were there even conversations about that?
1: I guess I didn't really think about um, the captioning piece of it until I came to work here and we work with a lot of higher ed clients and they are requiring um, captions for accessibility reasons. So now my brain is like programmed to think that way because before I was like, oh, it's a video. You're going to watch it and listen to it, obviously. Um, But I wasn't really doing much of that before. Now it's easy, but it's also like required for a lot of the work that we do at least.
0: Yeah, totally. And now the last trend that I want to talk about, and this is something that I think has always kind of been out there for a while, but it's the short video that user generated content. I mean, it's kind of back to you, Brooklyn, with the whole idea that you're doing these caption videos, but it's also very short, right? Cause you're mm-hmm. taking it from a podcast that's as long as 45 to 30 minutes long. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why i started with 45 and then went to 30. Yeah, no. uh but it's a it's somewhat of a long form content mm-hmm. however when you're on social media especially it's becoming shorter and shorter and shorter uh reg- as good as long form can be long forms great in the right channel, right? Mm-hmm. So talk about like kind of what you're doing to kind of chop that up. How do you kind of keep it shorter and how, I mean, from your side too, Marissa, to kind of piggyback on it, what type of reaction do you see? I mean, as the social media manager for us, are you seeing more reaction and more interaction with shorter content than like our long form, even though we do well produced long form content, what are we seeing kind of with this trend?
2: Well, for one, um, to just go back to like on a really quick note is I feel like if you want to get you know the attention of your audience you want to go with something shorter and something that is hitting the main point and something that is interesting Hence, like you know the soundbite like it's something that's going to engage you to want to listen to the whole thing so you want to pick the most important part and again like even on like tiktok they've added now a 10 minute feature nobody's going to watch like a 10 minute video three minutes that's pushing it yeah but before like i don't know like So you want to, in terms of, like, the podcast and stuff like that, like, what we're either assigned or, like, figure out is what, whether it be the guest or the host, like, whoever it is, like, what is the most captivating couple sentences you're saying? And not only, like, are you going to, like, you know, choose that part of, like, the video or the podcast or whatever, like, adding those captions to it is, like, even more, like, it's going gab- to grab your attention even more because it's like okay not only like am I able to like read this and know exactly what you're saying like I'm also intrigued at just this small portion so it's kind of just like a little like teaser where it's just like all right like I want to know a little bit more so the engagement will be up i think in that sense too
1: yeah and that's what like you were talking about you know we did a webinar today so like my first steps are going to be going through the webinar and picking out topics of all the things and then I'll send out emails to people like clients and stuff like that of like to people that are going to care about very specific things. People that we work with in events are going to care about this one specific point. Um, like Brooklyn said, it's it's highlighting the most important pieces, and that's going to be different for everybody. But it's a good way to get th- your foot in the door and say, hey, here's one small piece of content. If this interests you, go watch the full thing. Right. It's easier to get people's attention that way. Um, and I, I notice it on social media. People will kind of engage with their content more if it's shorter um, and you play around with different. Um, Ways to present that content. Sometimes I'll just clip out the video. Sometimes it'll be like a waveform graphic, like we do for our clients as well. I'll make them for us, um, so you can play around with ways to present the short form stuff, um, and then hopefully get people to engage with your longer form content. And
2: think, for instance, think of a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of a movie trailer is to pick out, without giving things away, um, the most either important or like engaging or like interesting things that's going to grab your attention if this looks interesting to you and all these little clips combined go watch the movie it's like kind of like the same Mm -hmm. as that where you take almost kind of like what they do and you put it in whether it be a podcast a video a webinar anything like that so and it's a good connection to that too i think it's easier to get
1: people to share that kind of content as Mm -hmm. well when it's shorter Mm -hmm. um so like we had lindsay on our webinar today it's going to be easy for her to share a short of content it's not like she's sharing the whole hour-long webinar um but it's a good way to get in front of other people's audiences as well because it's you know if you have a short video um that you post it's going to be easier to say oh like i'm not going to be asking my audience to sit here and watch this whole thing it's just going to be easier to share
0: well it's hard to provide the context too right Mm -hmm. like it's very easy to provide context for a minute-long video like hey i did this quick webinar we talked about this type of thing here's a cool clip of me talking about this type of thing versus Here's 10 minutes of me diving into Pythagorean serum uh, about – no one would ever be doing that. But um, it's that – like it's very easy to provide context to your followers and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And like it's kind of funny. Like you you talk, Brooklyn, about the idea of like short, sound off – inauthentic right like those trends all blend together to exactly what you're talking about it's like you're putting the best content out there but it can't be something that's not authentic to what else is there because if they do come and they're like wait a second this trailer showed like 20 things that this video this movie is a horror movie and you're showing me a comedy like that's where people are like nah screw this get out of there and i think what we're hearing in 20 like as we continue to experience this is you have to be authentic as much as you can gain the system with the stuff like short no sound closed captions If you aren't doing something that's real, people are immediately gonna tune you out and it's hard to get them back to you because it's, you're you're like oh it's fake I like mm-hmm. just hearing you talk about be real Brooklyn this is very interesting to me for something that you're like yeah got fake and like both of you like immediately were able to mind meld they're like oh yeah no it's because now everyone just takes a photo whenever it's convenient for them and it's mm-hmm. not about doing it in the time
2: yeah and I've I've even I don't know if you've noticed like I haven't I've stopped using be real I haven't posted yeah. on be Same. real in a really really long time <laughs> I've never done it because <laughs> I
0: just, I'm like too fake I want to be real you're, you're <laughs> too See? fake
2: you know what but yeah I've I've just gotten to the point where I'm just kind of like. And it's, I've caught myself doing the same thing, you know, where I would post when I'm just like, all right, I'll make myself look a little bit more interesting. <laughs> oh, I 100% <laughs> in that, my like, bed. I'm definitely, uh, I'm,
1: you know, I definitely right. have some B rails where I'm just like in mm-hmm. bed, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I know I'll like be doing this thing right. later tonight. I'll wait. Right, mm-hmm. you're right. So,
0: what's well, interesting too, the other point you brought up, uh, Marissa, about the idea of sharing and stuff like that. And like, it's something, like, this is sort of that last point. I think it's one of those. We're talking about what you're creating internally, but I mean, user generated content, right? Brands really want others out there to be their cheerleaders, right? Talk about how awesome they are and stuff like that. And I think one of the more eye opening projects that we did in 2022 for me, especially hearing how much it was shared and stuff, was when you, uh, Brooklyn, went to, to Tufts, uh, Tufts University and we're doing stuff with 360 Booth. And that's a very simple, it's a cool camera movement, right? But it's not groundbreaking or anything it's just the a, a camera run, goes around you in 360 motion you've seen it on stuff like the emmys and all that but you've also seen it at your cousin's wedding at this point so it's nothing crazy but it's very short it's kind of cool it, it's you get to kind of have fun with it uh but uh, we saw a ton of sharing and stuff for that so
2: much because the reason for that is because you can because obviously it's connected to a phone and there's like an app and whatnot but because you can share it in five seconds you can post it right to your instagram like use whatever hashtag like and that was like the nice part about it and like yes it's short yes it's like pretty interesting depending on what you have behind you and stuff like that but it's such a quick way that you can just like immediately upload and then everyone's like well i haven't done that i've seen it i haven't done it so i want to do it or i want to share it or something like that because it also looks cool but yeah, that was like the big part of it is just it was so rapid. Everyone sharing, sharing and sharing just because you could do it right then and there, which was nice.
1: I know I was trying to go on um, Instagram and kind of share the stuff as it was <laughs> coming out from Tufts. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so
2: many yeah, of these that got Especially posted. under that hashtag. Like, yeah, exactly. Going,
1: yeah. Going. And it, people are going to share it because it's themselves. Mm-hmm. But you,
0: you think about it, too. It's like, hey, you could have gone and followed the Tufts racing team, right? You could have done in this amazing video where you're capturing them and all that type of stuff. And that would have taken a half day to be able to capture that, shoot it, edit it. Probably would have taken about a month until you really. am not a month, but it, I'm exaggerating. But
1: there's a timeline. There's yeah. a lot of it's, time, yeah.
0: and that you just got to hope that that team or that group is so influential and their reach is awesome. Versus the half a day you gave where you had about 20 different groups that had a ton of reach, be able to come in there, spend five minutes, and then walk away immediately with something. I mean, it is something to think about when it comes to user-generated content, especially if you're a brand or an event. I mean, I know it's stuff like you've gone to a couple of uh, big conferences, Marissa. I'm making eye contact with you. I understand the audience is probably like, you're saying you and you need to point to who? Uh, Me. Marissa. (laughs) I'll raise my hand. It it is. It's something that I think in 2023 to take in, right? Mm -hmm. From what I'm hearing from both of you, it's like short, short, short. It's got to be like, you can't, at the end of the day, people got to go touch grass, right? So you can't sit there and be doing these long, loud videos that require so much context if you really want to connect with a digital audience in social media in 2023 because people are tired of being on their phones they are trying to connect less to the internet and they're trying to be more authentic with what when they do connect with the internet
1: yeah i think um one more example i want to bring up with tufts um because they're really good at doing user-generated content not just with 360 videos but they do day in the life blogs for students um, and i think those do really well and we always get really positive feedback from that and that is like one of the most Real pieces of content you can make because it's just a vlog. We essentially send a camera to a tough student. And they'll take us through their day in the life their week in the life whatever it may be and they kind of just record what's happening like you know oh this is me making dinner like i'm going to football practice or whatever um and that's a very first-hand experience of being a student um and that's their people are going to share that too because it's like oh like i'm friends with this person or this is me and like they're really good about um doing that kind of
2: personal too yeah sometimes like again with the authenticity thing like vlogs are i think one of the most personal forms of media you can make mm-hmm. you know like you don't have to really edit that much like you don't have to put on a front or a face or anything like that you're literally just recording yourself doing what you would normally do in any other day right and that's mm-hmm. what people are like so drawn to with the fact that it's authentic it's real and i feel more connected to you because that's how you're like you know even right. though like sometimes the camera can make people nervous and whatnot but like you're just going about your day and i respect that and yes. like i feel more it just feels more I've, personal i've edited know? a couple
1: of these videos for tufts and i feel like these people are my friends and they have no exactly. idea who i am but like i know who they are like i've spent now a lot of time you watching do. their stuff yeah i know yeah. what you do in your life yeah. like that's you know we're friends now it's always
0: the fun thing of a video editor when you get to meet the person you're like i've been watching you for hours at this point you're like what you're <laughs> like, like no, oh not. sorry i found you enjoyable uh the two of you, I, this is an awesome podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, users watching people listening, uh, how can they get in contact with you? What's the best location? Probably LinkedIn for both of you or?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn and then emails are easy. Marissa yeah. at five tool productions and Brooklyn at five tool productions. Reach yeah. out to us. Find yeah. us on LinkedIn. Yeah. That is
0: indeed where Brooklyn be at. Uh, <laughs> at email. Well, uh, I'm Kyle McNaught. Thanks for watching the Create Smart podcast, and uh, hopefully you subscribe, like anything you can. Right, YouTube, podcast. Where mm-hmm. else should they be subscribing to us? Marissa, hit them with it. Oh
1: my God, Instagram, uh, we got LinkedIn, we got Facebook, <laughs> uh, Twitter, and, uh, YouTube. Not um, be
0: real. Don't be following Brooklyn and I. Be real. We ain't there anymore. You'll no.
1: Get nothing. From no me. more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks for watching and listening. Bye.